Welcome to this week's episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk one American and two Brits Ooh, about yeah, football. Yeah. <laughs> Postcast. <laughs> what? Uh, I am your host, Oscar Puente, and I have the absolute For pleasure now. of being joined by my two very good friends, Chuck Bailey and Ian Stimson. Morning, gentlemen, and happy belated birthday to you both. Thank you. Thank you. We are twins. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Older. Wiser. Well, certainly older. You, Ian's still battling with gastro. Um, so to <laughs> offset that, I've spent three days gorging myself. So, I appreciate you know, it, mate. Thank you. you no calories keep, were wasted. <laughs> got to keep the food economy going. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Oh, uh, my Ian, word. how many pounds have you lost due to shitting profusely for 10 days straight? I've, uh, over half a stone. Yeah. There you go. That's uh, so uh, for what, our Americans. Eight or nine, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah, good times, good times. I've had a, yeah, and some of that was a holiday from work. Luckily, they've given me some of it as sick sick leave, but... Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that was nice of them, because I think they realised quite how mm. hideous the situation was. And it was hideous, uh, yeah. We all got it, but I got it way worse than Obviously. Uh, everyone else. Well, how many times do we have to tell you to stop eating your dog's poop? You're not the boss of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't tell me I had a dog parent. Um, I'm assuming you didn't celebrate. So, any plans for future celebrations for birthday? We, we didn't celebrate. We put off the uh, restaurant trip that we were going to go to. We put that off until uh, February to make sure. Because even now, I mean, I'm clear of the illness, but my appetite is is not back. So, yeah, we're going to wait until next month. You're traumatized. You I'm, don't want. <laughs> yeah, I really am. I don't want to touch any food again. Oh god, uh, so awful, so awful. Well, thanks uh, for the support, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you need it right now, especially with how Pasha's mm-hmm. been. Uh, up and down. Oh god, everything in my life. Speaking is of just shit a in the bed. Fucking bit yeah. fire. <laughs> um, yeah, so Peter have uh, gone back to their toilet. Um Darren and Darren Anderson? Darren, Darren Ferguson. Jesus Christ, yeah. that's gonna be. I'm sorry. Darren Ferguson, we've got managing us for a fourth time. A fourth time. I don't know if that's ever happened actually. I should have looked that up. I can't quit you. <laughs> my god. Uh yeah, apparently only a short term contract till the end of the mm-hmm. season which is funny because i mean performances probably will improve with him uh he he's good in league one and then if somehow he gets us promoted through the playoffs no doubt he's going to stay on even though he's shit in the championship so i don't know if, I, if you could guarantee that he's definitely going to go at the end of the season then fine but i just don't trust this club not to then offer him a contract if we do get promoted Oh, well, dear. you're 22 percent to make the playoffs, and less than one percent to get relegated. So that's twenty two percent only to make the playoffs. Yeah, that sounds make the playoffs. Right. Yeah, six percent to get promoted. But again, Sorry. I think performances will will probably tick upwards. But I don't know. It's, it's such a mess. One of the owners isn't talking to the other two. It's a, it's a great time to have invested a couple of grand in, <laughs> in Beaver. <laughs> it really is. Fucking hell. Uh, uh, stadiums yeah. possibly not going to happen now. It's uh, it's all it's all it's good times. Good times for really our clubs, shit. really. Yeah. yeah, good time to be a mop soccer team fan. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Bad Chuck, what about around. you? No. Any uh, any particularly good birthday things? Were you shitting your brains out for your whole no. birthday, or did you? No, have no, more no. Fun? Just ate loads of food. I'm conscious of the fact that we've been recording. We've been recording for a while, and so far we've talked about shitting <laughs> and Peterborough being shit. Yeah. Um, maybe as much as I know, uh, we got rave reviews from our last pod, Oscar, um, the the <laughs> the backroom ASMR edition, um, where it was very bleak. Um, 
maybe that was an indication people know what to expect this, in this, this week. This is what people want. I don't <laughs> want to talk about football, but we kind of have to, don't we? Yeah. That's why we're here. I guess so. Yeah, Otherwise, so. I'll just I'll just close my laptop if you want. I'm fine. I can go. I don't I don't need I don't need this. <laughs> yeah. No, me neither. I mean, Chelsea won over the weekend, as you know, Chuck. But yeah, I have no joy whatsoever in it because I'll that was also off. combined with the halftime unveiling of a very very stupid and expensive signing. <laughs> Oh, my club spends too much money. (laughs) It's not your money, mate. You said it's not your money. You're not supposed to care. Shut up. No, it's opportunity cost. They would continue to sign more and more wingers as opposed to the fucking mid... How many years? Like, literally the entire time that we've had this podcast. I'm like, we should buy midfielders. Violin is playing (laughs) a sad, sad song for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we should talk about the soccer then. Yeah. 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 Come on. All right. Well... We start off with Thursday, uh, I think it was Thursday, uh, Thursday, whatever day of the weeds it was, January 12th, Fulham 2, Chelsea 1. Oh, we got that uh, far back. Fulham okay. 1.0 to 2.1 on XG. That's the last game since the last time we recorded. Okay. Uh, mm. And Chelsea lost, so I figured it's relevant. Um, Willian scoring against his former club. Thank you for not celebrating. We still love you, bud. Um, and Chelsea are absolute shit and continue to be absolute shit. This is our worst run of form since... 1997, I think they said. Uh, the TV well, man not was anymore, because like, you won at the weekend. So, Well, yeah, sure, but I don't think that particularly helps. It's also our worst season since that season we finished in 10th, which I think we are going to finish in 10th again. Tiny, tiny violin plays a sad, <laughs> or thereabouts. sad song for you. You think you're actually yeah. going to finish that low? The, the, yeah, I mean, no... we're 6% to qualify, and our um, average points finish, according to... 538 has us in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8th. So bleak. Yeah. Um, yeah, so our most likely table position according to 538, and at this point the sample size is certainly big enough that that um, is indicative, is 8th. And if you sort the Premier League table by XGD90, which is the other best predictor, uh, we are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10th. 10th best XGD90, so... There we go. Well and truly deserved. I'm waiting. I'm trying to be patient and waiting to see uh, if Graham Potter can do anything with 19 wingers and no central midfield. Um, or if that's just an impossible job, in which case, just bring Frank back. Fuck it. Who cares? Let's go vibes. <laughs> yeah, that was what? Um, who knew all along that Timo Werner was the glue holding our attack together? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, literally no one knew that. Mm. Um, to skip forward slightly, just because it's the same sort of topic, um, Graham Potter, after, after yesterday's game, uh, obviously, you announced that, as you said, that player at um, half time who I think you only bought because Arsenal liked. Yeah, yeah, we stole yeah. two off them, but, but neither and, of them. And and because and because loads of it could go to the Ukrainian people, which means you could use the Abramovich frozen funds to to fund the deal. So you know, <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, I mean, okay. you know how I love a conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, obviously, is that eight, a true fact? Well. <laughs> 22 million of the transfer fee is being donated by Shakhtar to Ukrainian families, Ukrainian soldiers, that kind of stuff. And obviously the frozen Abramovich funds could only be used to go to Ukraine. So (laughs) I love that one, mate. Parliament's been asking every week, basically, where's that frozen money gone? And they're like, oh, we're looking into it. Yeah, it's all fucking dodgy. Love it. Um, So there you go. I love that. Yeah. Well, Todd Bowley's having a grand old time. I'm hoping he gets a little more distracted and lets his director of football make decisions because that was another one of his signings he just bought an awards show and is buying another sports team in the u.s so like 
he has plenty of toys to play with. So I'm kind of hoping he lets soccer people make decisions. And at some point, someone will probably realize we need a central midfield. How many yeah. fucking years have I been asking for a midfielder? I've been at, like, it, it's not even fun to play. Well, you've in got that. You've, you've signed Kante with a new contract, so you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so far, we've talked about shitting, Peter being shit, Chelsea being shit. There's just one. Woo! There's just one quote we I want to again. highlight from from Sunday's game. Graham Potter. I've no idea how that signing happened. <laughs> great, That's what he great. Said. I've no idea how that signing happened. And apparently, we're in for another inside forwardy winger. I mean, we're up to what? Pulisic, Ziyech, Mount plays out there. Well, you're going to um, be having Jao a... Felix, Mudrik. Yeah, uh, you're going to be having a, a, a sale, surely. There, there's going to be players going for less than market value, I think. I don't from know. Chelsea. Yeah. Again, that's not my money, so I don't really even care about the transfer fees. I just care that they like just from a squad building perspective. Like we have a finite number of squad spots, and none of them are central midfielders. Oh, so I continue to have like too much money and buying too many. The players. ghost of N'Golo Kante. I'm going to power through that check. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, Kovacic can't stay healthy. Jorginho is not who Jorginho used to be. Like yeah. we have no one. It's it's bad. Like yeah. just buy, just a fucking central midfielder, please. Please. But, but Potter will be given time, I think. He will be given time. Yeah, I mean, I don't even care. Like, fine, <laughs> let him have the rest of the season. We're not doing anything. I'm hoping for a well, lucky, season, deep though. Champions League run, if we're lucky. But, like, at least we're out of the FA Cup, so less likely to build more and more injuries. You know, you think we'd... I know that, like, everything runs through Reese James. So, like, it makes sense that we're worse when he's unhealthy. Like, he is our... Yeah, but it shouldn't be creative this bad hub, but the ex- Yeah, yeah, the extent to which the lack yeah. of him and Conte has just... Dist- derailed the last two seasons frankly yeah because about a year ago we were according to like the more traditional media in a title race i never particularly believed it because our underlying numbers weren't there but like we were there or thereabouts yeah a year ago and we won the champions league like 20 months ago but like every time that those guys are out we're just absolute trash we can't create anything and then they just go and buy more wingers they're like well if we buy attackers we'll make goals and it's like that's not necessarily how goals happen you have to get the ball up there and like be able to do Things. Oh, fuck's sake. Anyway, okay. <laughs> well, let's move on to the next match because we've sort of yeah, just done an overview um, of Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. Let's skip Villa Leeds because I don't care. Um, <laughs> and let's go to the Manchester Derby, the offside Derby 2, Manchester United 2, Manchester City 1, Manchester United 1.7 to City's 0.6. Goodness gracious, United genuinely outplayed City. That was a fair scoreline, even if the Rashford situation was a bit ridiculous. Um, a bit craziness it's it's it doesn't help my argument that arsenal aren't going to win the title stop saying that stop saying that they are well, within the league yeah. so we'll, just we'll get it. to them but yeah i think you you've been uh vindicated slightly oscar because you've you've said that man united are scary for a while and i think i have to backtrack on my previous criticism of uh ten hog because is well my and thing he's back was, up to ten hog well, I, I just yeah, think it's disrespectful. At this point, he's only got down to seven hog. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think we Bastard. have to put some respect on his name. I think. Um, yeah. he, we? Well, the thing is, though, the the thing I had a worry about—not a worry because I didn't care—but was how much of a disciplinarian he'd be, and how the Man United, the previously sort of shaky Man United players, would would go along with that. Apart from your your Rashfords, who I thought would always apply themselves, but. Yeah, it turns out that a little bit of organisation and kicking fucking he who shall not be named out. I mean, that did that did PR wise that did him no problems at all with both the wider footballing world and probably the Man United squad, who were probably sick of fucking Cristiano there, you know, petulantly leaving before 
games were, were finished and stuff because he's not a fucking team player and he was making the team worse. So you probably, you might have got some people who were, uh, some members of the squad who were fairly starstruck or wanted to, I don't know, learn from a player like that. But generally, I bet they were pretty pleased that their manager was cracking down on him and now he's out of the club and off to um, South Africa, according to him. So, um, you know, it's. Uh, I think he's done a really good job of organising that team pretty quickly and we're looking at some some really good form for Manchester United and as you said uh, Oscar they they deserve this game offside goal or not so yeah maybe they've got to be uh, what, what does 538 say about their title chances because I've heard a couple of things oh, that mentioned relax relax oh, no mate I'm not saying it I've, I have heard <laughs> a couple of people go are oh, Man United I think it was even on match today are oh, Man United in a title race now no, five percent. Five percent. Yeah. Okay. We, yeah. Something to yeah. Not we need something to talk about. So, are they in a title race? <laughs> or they've won four games. You know. But yeah. But basically, so have Arsenal. So, and yeah. Arsenal are many points ahead. Are they um, back though? Are we worried about well, them I, going I, into next season? Like, I, I find it funny how cyclical everything is. That you know, growing up and most of my formative years were Manchester United and Arsenal at the top, with Newcastle there or thereabouts as well. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves back there after Man City, Chelsea, and Liverpool dominance um, o- over the last few, you know, what best part of a decade or whenever it was when Man United last won the league. So, I do find it funny how in that way how teams do do go cyclical uh in that way but yeah it's you know you can't deny since since coming back four games four wins nine goals scored one goal conceded um like it's exactly what you need to do and and yeah clearly ten hogs doing some good stuff there um in, in terms of them i mean i hate Manchester united i'd like them never to exist anymore um but rashford scored in every game and i love rashford but he the offside which I only saw this morning is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. But yeah, at yeah. least now the good thing is VAR clears up controversy, and so <laughs> it means we don't have these things to talk about. Well, my um, favorite thing about it the game is that dumb. by the letter of the law, that is the right call. It's just like zero percent of the but spirit. I don't, see, of I, the I don't think it is that. because they read it out on match the day two. All of the different kind of corollaries and qualifiers, whatever you want to call it about not impacting play and then saying like, well, he didn't touch the ball. But how many times have we seen players when the ball's been played in behind and sprint, uh, they, they sprint behind, um, just using Chelsea examples of Alvaro Morata, Timo Werner, Michi Batshuayi, you know, those three, they would never touch the ball, but it would still be given as offside. And, uh, and so now he can let the ball run along with him really, really close, like within touching distance that you have yeah. to look closely to see, did he actually touch the ball or not? That completely affected play. Well, it's absolutely baffling how that's been allowed to stand, or, or rather, sorry, the on-field decision was overturned. That's, well, this yes, is, this yes, the that's insane. The, that the, is absolutely insane. The, the linesman originally flagged, the referee yep. went over and had a chat with him, and then what was the end result of that chat an on-field decision saying it was no goal is that what because i was confused about what was happening with the referee going over for a chat did the linesman flag because he thought rashford had touched it or not? obviously we never find out any of this because we don't have you know feeds of the microphones well, which would be fucking lovely in this situation like, mm-hmm. but, i mean i could i 
I've said before, like the the whole just as a side thing to this, the whole assistant referee way, uh, raising the flag now should be irrelevant. Like after the World Cup tech, that 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 should be coming in. They don't, they shouldn't need to because it should always either be play on or they always flag. Not that oh he's not sure because mm. then we just end up with situations where goals might be scored or not scored, like not having the opportunity regardless. So, but he's obviously clearly seen in his view seen Rashford offside, which he was. And then running so close to the ball that it shouldn't necessarily matter whether Rashford touched it. Well, this or is not. the thing. Like, mm-hmm. so the, you're right. Every like everyone immediately started pulling up the laws and going, "Well, by the letter of the law, he isn't offside." But the, the, there is one. It says the law says making an obvious action which clearly impacts on the ability of an opponent to play the ball. Now, I know that Rashford didn't obstruct anyone, but as you say, Chuck, he was running along with the ball. There, there, there's a defender that. Would have got to that ball if Rashford, or, yep. or or would have changed his run. You had Edison's position, who's changed, uh, and Edison, and, on... and they showed on match of the day a weird picture with Rashford not there, but because it doesn't right. really prove their point that they were trying to make. But I think the point's valid. If Rashford's not there, Edison probably sprints out and kicks that ball out. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Mm. So also Rashford, he clearly knows that he was in an offside position when the ball is touched. Otherwise, he wouldn't have let it run through to. Bruno had taken taken it on himself or at least touched it. So he knows early doors that he was in an offside position. So if he'd have just stopped, then you've then obviously it's not offside. You've got you've got the city defender can run, have it have a clear run here, but he doesn't. He carries on and that impacts the ability of the opponent to play the ball. So I I don't I didn't get any of that discourse that, oh, by the letter of the law, he's not offside. I didn't understand that at all. And being as the ref uh, the assistant referee flagged. This was the easiest decision to leave alone, you know, and yeah. say yeah, yeah, no goal. Yeah. And an I just overturn. don't understand why you would overturn it or why you would you'd make it a goal. Well, I mean, Pep was fairly certain afterwards. He's like, oh, well, it's hard for the referees, isn't it, when uh, when they're playing, we know who's playing and where they're playing <laughs> in the sort of most, uh, you know, attempt to not get fined or whatever <laughs> after a game you've ever seen well we know who we're playing and where we're playing yeah yeah it's hard for him it's hard for him yeah um, but well, it, let's is, it was the, really poor really poor yeah um, let's switch over to the city side of it because I, I don't actually disagree with you it's just like Chuck said we need something to talk about so I kind of had to be like offside isn't it um, city down to 36% to win the Premier League and um, specifically the double pivot was having a really interesting conversation in their last episode about are they actually any better having signed Holland with the loss, the trade-off being the loss of Sterling and Jesus. And the underlying numbers don't particularly indicate that they actually are. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not getting more shots. They're just channeling the shots into one specific place. And they've lost a ton of production from players like um, Bernardo Silva, Riyad Mahrez, Kevin De Bruyne, and especially uh, Ilkay Gondouan. Like He's just not charging into the box and getting shots like he used to. Because all of that is going through Holland. Um, they're not worse, per se, at least on the underlying numbers. But they haven't gotten better, which is kind of insane when you add like one of the two best players in the world, one of the four best players in the world, however you want to kind of define that. Um, so, I don't know. Go from there, gentlemen. What's your reaction to that? Yeah, I guess... You know, we did kind of say at some point there was probably going to be some sort of adjustment. It's just strange that after the World Cup, um, did City have? Oh, they had Julian Alvarez was like their only World Cup winner, I believe. So a lot of players have probably dealt with a lot of disappointment. Remember all the stuff around Belgium and all of that, and 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 whatever. 
but I, I do think that maybe if, if we're seeing a drop in creativity, that's probably because they're used to those wingers cutting inside or pay, players moving into the traditional number 10 position would be someone up front who would back off and draw defenders out as opposed to what Haaland does is he draws defenders to him. But And teams do naturally play deeper. Um, having said that, it doesn't equate to, like you said, Oscar, them them not generating shots. They, they've been games where they haven't generated shots on target. Um, lost to Southampton in the in the League Cup, knocked out there. Um, and since the World Cup, two wins, one draw, one loss, which is, for them, appalling form. Um, really, really bad. So, who knows? Um, the underlying numbers on this one, you know, Man United did generate way more XG than them. Um, that's that's just it. So, they they deserve to win this one on balance of play. And I think it's just maybe a bit of a stumble for City. Can, you know, they only have to revert to what they're used to. They don't necessarily have to improve much to then still be better than Arsenal um, and potentially come back at this. But it, as, you know, more and more time goes on, it's, it's you know, little little by little, Arsenal are extending that lead. Um, and you wouldn't think that, that they're going to give up much considering how they're playing and and... I don't, I don't even know what their fixtures are like for Arsenal um, coming up, if they're very good or not. Um, the way they're playing, they're kind of fixture-proof. Um, yeah. So it doesn't particularly Ars- matter. Arsenal's, I think next, the- Arsenal's next six. Man United, Everton, Brentford, Villa, Leicester, Bournemouth, Fulham, Palace. Sorry, I'm keeping going. Fulham, Palace, Leeds. That takes you up to April when they hit Liverpool. Liverpool, no great shakes. Then West Ham, then Southampton. Then wow. they've got... their this The toughest block of fixtures is City, Chelsea, Newcastle, back-to-back. And That's at least it. one of those teams is good. <laughs> um, and they've they've got a postponed fixture against City, I believe, still to fit in as well. So they've got City twice. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. City will probably sort it out, or Pep will be a bald fraud. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think the case for for the title race and the the like thirty six percent because it is quite a large points gap. It's it's eight points as of the time of recording today, Ian. Um, <laughs> um is that arsenal have uh and this was also kind of what the double pivot guys were saying put together 20 good runs 20 good games runs of 20 good games in recent years but they've never been able to sustain it over an entire season and they've also never been this healthy um other than jesus yeah, they've like really been lucky with the injuries um especially at key positions uh where like even if a guy gets injured they have um competent depth behind in the handful of injuries well, and, that they've had and since they lost jesus and ketia came in and is playing in like the form of his life as well so right exactly but he's so never there's had that some opportunity. hope that they'll drop off um for a couple of reasons like they've been lucky-ish so far but the numbers also are like they're they're good in the numbers and the 538 has about 55 percent for arsenal um and if i sort xgd 90 um city are at the top at plus 1.24 but Arsenal are plus point oh nine seven. Like they're significantly better than the third best team, and like more than twice as good as the fourth best team. They are the, like easily the second best team in the num- in the league by the numbers, underlying numbers, and they have a big points head start, um, which pretty much makes it for a pretty good title race, I think. Um, which is fucking terrible because I don't want them involved with the sentence "pretty good title race" on any level whatsoever. Um, fucking Arsenal. Fuck Arsenal. Which we continue to not really talk about them while they are playing said player in their position, the guy that should not at all be playing. Um, so that's kind of the extent of my Arsenal takes. Uh, but we can come back to them later, I suppose, if you gentlemen want, because the North London Derby was a fairly 
important game. Um, but before we get to that, there was another important derby. The Mop Derby. Chelsea 1, Palace 0. Chelsea 1.5 to Palace 0.7. Chuck, I had my event session about Chelsea in regards to mm. the loss about Fulham. Um, I just want them to stop signing wingers and start signing central mids. I don't particularly care about results at this point because we're finishing 10th. So who cares? Mm. Um, so I'll let you take the Palace side of this as a sort of place to go. Yeah, it's just really nothingness, I guess. Um, I have commented before about, you know, last time we spoke was when I'd left the Tottenham game early. Um, and I was obviously pissed off about this a bit. I mean, it's it's reassuring to hear the performance was better, at least, especially considering how we've been destroyed in recent games. You know, the 3-0 against Fulham going down to nine men. Yes, we got a win against Bournemouth, but a couple of goals from, from set plays. Um, nothing against Tottenham when Tottenham were in a bad run of form and then playing Chelsea again and just not really taking opportunities and not having the squad there um, to play. Um Unlike Chelsea, we're just not signing players. Um, there's not even like rumours or anything coming out of Palace at the minute. Um, we haven't used any loan spots. There's not even rumours about loan players in. There really um, is no talk at all, is there? No. I haven't heard a dicky bird out of There was Palace. this weird thing where people were saying about oh. Danny Ings, like, but I don't understand what that helps. We don't need... We have ridiculous amounts of attacking talent. Um, I, I think most of it... Uh, people, I, I don't think there's any danger of Vieira. I think there is. Uh, there's some fair critiques to be made, which I will make. That you know, going through all of this, you continue to pick the same team whilst also saying you don't have competition for places, but you can generate competition by not having complacency. Um, there's, you know, Vicente Guaita. His distribution is terrible, and he's meant to be a good shot stopper, and is you know is showing a little bit of that, but it just isn't happening. Um, Jeffrey Schlupp. Whilst I said at the start of this season, when you looked at his underlying numbers versus Conor Gallagher, and I said, you know, we wouldn't miss Gallagher because Schlupp is doing that, his production to those levels has absolutely fallen off a cliff. Uh, and a player that in the past, like I've liked and, and praised for his versatility, he's just not been at it. Um, fullback position, we're incredibly weak um, with, you know, no challenges for Tyreek Mitchell on the left. Joel Ward and Nathaniel Klein, who are just uh, basically cooked at this point and, and offer nothing going forward. And then a midfield where it's just relying on Czech Decore, who is fantastic, but is now just having to do too much and, quite frankly, probably should have been sent off for a second yellow card multiple times uh, in the game against Chelsea. Um, maybe two red cards just for fouls on Conor Gallagher alone. So it's... The the silence is really deafening, and I do think there is more stuff that that Vieira could do um, to help himself, like starting a striker as the striker, and you know having Zaha play on the left wing where he's better, having another midfielder in there, uh, you know, not relying on aging players, but also for the owners to actually put their their hands in their pockets and do it. You know, we've got. If you actually look by net worth of owners, one of the American owners has been silent for years, whichever one it is, Harris or Blitzer. He's like the sixth wealthiest owner in the whole league. He's worth like six billion. Um, and, you know, they also own teams in Philadelphia, like the 76ers. And there's a reason why, there's a reason why if, you know, if you know about basketball, you never really hear of Philadelphia 76ers doing anything good. And if you don't know about basketball, you've probably never heard of the Philadelphia 76ers. So it, it it's just, 
I don't get it. I don't get where money has gone. I don't get where it's it's coming from. You know, we've done great work with the academy, but that's solely from like the sale of Aaron Wambisaka, basically. And then we had John Texter come in, but now he's dropped off to do carry on with his multi club approach of buying Botafogo, buying Leon, and then not doing anything. Um, and I don't know. I just find it strange. Like I know there's FFP, and I know there's hundreds and hundreds of different variables about variables about it. But like I've crunched the numbers on it, and because I joke saying, "Oh, Oscar, you you know Chelsea this year have spent more than Palace have spent in their existence, and it's ridiculous." And I get that we're never financially going to be able to compete. But this year, according to transfer market, Chelsea have spent, this is in euros, by the way, 425 million um, off of a net of 370 million. And that's not including the money for Christopher Nkunku, who's coming next year for 60 million. So we we can add about another 60 on that. So 425 million total spend. Palace in the last 10 years have spent 405 million. And a net spend, so that's not much of a difference there, but our net spend has been 260 off of Chelsea's 370 net spend this year. So 110 million just in that. And then you've got teams like Forest who have their net spend was 155 million this year off of one season versus 10. So we've never really spent big on players. It's starting to show we, we had a big spend last year with needing to get a squad because obviously famously all the 13 players that are out of contract. We've got about 10 that are out of contract um, this summer, including obviously Wilfred Zaha, Jeffrey Schlupp is, Jordan Ayew is, who plays every fucking minute, Nathaniel Klein is, Joel Ward is, James MacArthur is, Vicente Guaita is. All of these are players that seem to be getting relied on very, very heavily. Um, And when you take that, our league position, which has tumbled a bit, um, our form after the World Cup, which has been one win in four games, and the fact that our next nine fixtures, we play Manchester United twice, we play Arsenal, we play City, we play Liverpool, we play Newcastle, we play Brentford, Villa and Brighton. That's our next nine games. And I can legit not think about getting a single point from those. And so then you're looking at however many games, it's been 27 games and you're sat on 22 points. You need something big then. You need to be in a position where, you know, what we've seen from Forrest, to kind of go back to what, what we were saying very early in the season, that the first half of the season has to be a bit of a, a gimme. And then they hit form afterwards with the break and, and getting that. And they're doing that now, it seems to be. So to give them credit, you know, seven points in four games, that's fantastic um, for, for a team, for a promoted team in their position. But, you know, all the other teams that are kind of in the doldrums, your Everton's, your West Ham's, your Leicester's, uh, Bournemouth, I think, are fucked since they made Gary O'Neill permanent. Southampton, who knows, on very, very recent form, they might be actually settling in now with Nathan Jones. But all of those teams feel like they have the potential for change. Wolves are going to keep spending money buying Brazilians, Portuguese players left, right and centre. And so, you know, I don't, th- I don't see a way that Brentford, Brighton, Villa... Forest um Fulham dropped below us in the league. And so yeah, I'm pretty worried right now. I'm very surprised, A, that I think our five thirty eight percentage to get relegated is six and eight. And the betting odds have us at fourteen to one to be relegated. And considering how things have been recently, plus those nine fixtures that are coming up, I can easily see us in the relegation zone by April. Um, and that's not being nihilistic or super dour. It's just that there's there's no 
positive signs or noise coming out to rectify that at the minute. Um, and it is it's fairly it worrying. It does seem like a hell of a change from last season, same time, or maybe the start of last season, where it was all all good vibes, young squad, you know, all this. It does it does seem like a hell yeah. of a a hell of a change, which is really disappointing. The one the one thing I would say about is that there are a lot of teams between you and 18th at the minute who are equally in the doldrums. Mm. If you look between, obviously you you mentioned Forest, who are probably on the way up, but but other than that, you've got uh, Leeds who just don't don't seem to know how to stay organised for more than five minutes. Um, Leicester City, we know how shit they've been. Wolves just Wolves and West Ham. Let's take them together because they they played uh, this weekend. Well, they start with W. And they both start with W, and they just neither of them score goals. It's it's insane. Yeah, it's uh, mad. Was it that twenty? Is it twenty seven well, goals they've scored between them? Yeah, Wolves have scored twelve season. goals this season uh, out of nineteen games. Nuts! It's at such a poor level of yeah of, of finishing. And and so the one good thing, and and then obviously Bournemouth, Everton, Southampton. Then obviously between you and the relegation, but they're, they're, there's so many teams. Who you'd look at and go, yep, could see them going down this season. Yep, could see them going down this season. If, you might if, be all right, but like, I know Everton, where you're coming from. I mean, things are getting really toxic, and I guess we can kind of take this because uh, you know we've seen it in the North London derby. The the discussing the fact that the fan can climb over and kick kick Ramsdale. Um, not only because a he's doing it, but then he's like allowed to do it. There's no stewards there. There's no nothing. There's meant to be protection anyway for the players. Um, but that's a whole you know PFA. Uh, uh, calling on the FA for that and I'm sure he'll get a lifetime ban and congratulations the last live football you'll watch is your team losing to North London Derby yeah. stupid fucking <laughs> prick um, but then Everton fans are getting incredibly toxic as well accosting players wow. in the street charging at yeah. their cars banging on the windows putting the chief executive in a headlock or something wasn't there yeah, yeah. Um, senior members of the board <laughs> being advised not to oh bless you um, <laughs> senior members of the board uh, being advised not to attend games at Everton because of the, Even the atmosphere dog is getting riled up about Everton no, exactly <laughs> and, and so I, you know I, I mentioned this a little while ago that with the economic and, and all sorts of climate in this country at the minute we're probably going to see more and more of this um, which is really worrying and, and quite disturbing um, because it, it just shouldn't be the case. Um, but on the flip side, if Everton sack Lampard very, very soon and get in a competent manager with that squad they've got, they won't. They'll they'll be out of the relegation zone. You I reckon? have no doubts about that. Yeah, yeah. So 100%. why on the, when it's the board who are getting all the all the heat at the minute? You know, with with fans having <laughs> quite poetically written banners, like each of them seemed to have a different one. It's obviously an organised organised protest because mm. there was a sit-in protest after the match as well with the board getting all the heat at the minute it's almost mm. I almost wonder why wouldn't they just pull the trigger on Lampard buy themselves another you know another couple of months at yeah. least it, it I guess it's just weird. a repetition for them it's just a repetition of it look how many years it's been droning on um, we had the similar kind of situation at West Ham and mm. you know you both of them you see teams that have huge potential their fans aren't happy even though they're still spending a lot of money yeah. and you see the same issues time and time again coupled with you know, then all of a sudden, I know Newcastle are a bit of anomaly in this, but they have one season of decent spending and joined up thinking, and all of a sudden they shoot up and they're in third. Yeah, um, similar. You know, Fulham have the same thing. Marco Silva is is and and the Fulham board have clearly got it all right. Brentford, you see, joined up thinking and logic, and and so we see these Premier League teams that have been in the league for a bit longer operating more out of 
fear of not changing too much for not wanting to drop down as opposed to them being left behind. And if you aren't, you know, improving your squad to take it all the way back to Palace and what we saw last season is like you can improve your your team one season. That's undoubted. And the squad is still the same. But if you don't, if you don't add to your team, if you don't improve what you do, if you don't build in this league, and even if you just stay static, which I think we have, we're pretty much static on where we were. Granted, we're not producing as much. You move backwards naturally because everyone's mm. improving apart from yeah. some of those teams that are below us. And Palace don't play any of those teams below us until April. Well, the good news is that you'll have you'll have those games at the end of the season when things are really tight and it really matters. Like I, they, they probably also won't get a lot of points yeah, between but now you, and then. But you know, it's like you don't want to leave things too late. That's it, true. No, that's it's definitely too true. easy. You, you then need a Herculean effort. We were talking about stuff like Sheffield United the other season, where it's just like you know they started to get a decent run of form, but they were so far left behind too much, they needed yeah. to perform like a top four team just to get out of relegation. Yeah. And so well, I, I, I do think there are, te- you know, of course there are other teams in there. Your Leicester's, you know, everyone's switched off. Everton, things are really toxic. West Ham, um, it seems like Moyes is going to be on his way out. But if they just, if they pull the trigger, get incompetent manager soon, have a couple of weeks in transfer window and improve their teams, it, it, it could, it probably will still all change down there. So, Well, Everton are 60% right now. So I think the fans have pretty decent reason to be, Mm. Um, pissed off. 60% to go down and second worst by underlying numbers, XGD90. It's looking likely that it'll be Everton and Bournemouth, according to 538, and the XG9 numbers. Um, Everton are 60%, Bournemouth are 64 And then there's kind of a race between Southampton, Wolves, Info, and to a lesser extent, Wet Leicester and West Ham um, and Leeds. But you guys are significantly below that, so I think you'll probably be fine. Um, but shit times at Everton... And actually, shit times in the entire city of Liverpool as a way to transition. <laughs> um, because as much as I wish I could be enjoying this, thanks to Chelsea, it's been difficult. But we'll still try to laugh at them as I'm much sure as we manage. can. Yeah, Brighton 3, Liverpool 0, Brighton 1.9 to Liverpool's 1.0. That does put Liverpool at ninth place, a mere uh, one point on goal difference above, or not point, one position on goal difference above Chelsea. So as awful as Chelsea have been, Liverpool have also been terrible. They are 34% to make the top four, though, because their underlying numbers are a little bit better um, than Chelsea's. But it is decidedly in Newcastle, United, Arsenal, and City's hands to maintain that. And Liverpool need to turn it the fuck around. What's going on with Liverpool? Well, I'm just going to quote Jurgen Klopp when in his first words of his post-match. Bad. Very bad. <laughs> All right. It's Simple, isn't it? Yeah. Easy, isn't it? Don't score enough goals. Um, concede lots of goals. Very bad. Yeah, I mean, um, Chelsea play Liverpool next weekend. I think that's going to be a battle of the mm. extremely movable object versus the impotent <laughs> force. Um, good time for me and Nick, but my buddy Nick, to be playing each other i don't know can you have a negative two to negative two draw you I can guess have a negative own, experience goals, if you do that each. yeah you need to maybe make a drinking game out of it um <laughs> every every missed shot or defensive mistake uh um, you're assuming we'll get shots to begin with jokes on i don't you. know it's just so weird like a couple of seasons ago i know it's difficult to to reduce a defense down to one player. But I remember like Liverpool playing Napoli and it being Virgil van Dijk in defense against Koulibaly and just a really, really great low scoring game because they were just bossing it. And now like they're both absolute shadows of their former selves. 
Death comes I, for us all, Chuck. Like Koulibaly was playing, wasn't he playing as left back against Palace? I heard on the radio. Uh, at times, yeah, yeah. it was a weird. Dick. Look, man, we have no players. Even our our best player was an eighteen-year-old oh, no, academy going, guy who got. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, we're Liverpool getting dangerously sucked. sucked back into the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Liverpool, though, Liverpool chat, are trash. But. Um, I think it's going to be four-four when they play next weekend. It's going to be the worst four-four ever. Two own goals each and two hilariously bad penalties. It's going to end on nine nine v nine red cards all over. Um, tune in for some violence because both teams have aggression to vent. <laughs> Just make it it's always violent when bet, Chelsea play Liverpool. Nil, nil. All right, go on then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, zero point two to zero point two seven red cards between the two. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's bad times at Chelsea, but it's bad times at Liverpool. So good, good. Fuck them. <laughs> um, and they continue to be basically the same underlying numbers as Chelsea for like years now. Um, but they have gotten significantly better results out of it. I don't know. Ian, do you have any Liverpool takes? I don't, because I, I genuinely can't explain what's going on other than I I think sometimes Klopp has a unwillingness to see what a lot of people can can see quite easily. And I mean, even, even chumps. Uh, because I think it was fairly obvious that... Um, a player like Mitoma was going to be able to have Trent on toast, and that's exactly what happened. And there was seemingly mm. no no action to to mitigate that at all. It was just like, oh well, we'll just let that carry on happening then. And it it just seemed it seemed bizarre. And I think it, this game Brighton could have been even further away before before half time. They could have been two nil up, mm. and it, I just. There was no attempt made to to stop them playing through the through Liverpool at all, or if there was, are they just done? Are we we talked about it. Is it just a? Is it just seasons of of uh, of games catching up with them now? I think I think it's know. the same problems that Chelsea have. Honestly, I yeah. think they have no midfield, and no. so like it's just impossible to control a game when you have no central midfield. Everything is literally around that. And they're not getting as much production out of their creative attacking right back as they used to. In our case, because of injuries, in his case, yeah, yeah. for question mark reasons unknown. Um, and I they don't have. They never should have got rid just, of Wijnaldum. They never should have got rid of him. But yeah. It would have just been so, one player that would have just was so reliable for him. And yeah, you're you're right about midfield. It's it's not not something I think about because I I do always focus on Trent because I think he's been. Absolutely rubbish. But That's the FPL in you. FPL in yeah, you. it is. You're absolutely right. It is the FPL player. But uh, yeah, it's 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 weird. Obviously, they've had their injury concerns as well. Um, Diaz has been out. Um, they've now got Nunes out. I don't know how long he's out for. Um, and obviously, they've they've struggled to get into a settled rhythm. Uh, Firmino played quite well for him for a while while Nunez was out because mm. of his headbutt and that. And, but just nothing, nothing settled into an attacking rhythm for him at all. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know how it gets fixed because even Klopp has said, I don't, I don't need money for players. You know, no, I, and so. More concerningly, they fired all of their data people. Like they? They, there was a, there was, they remember it came out that they were like shopping the club around for like billions of dollars and maybe going to, Right. Mm-hmm. Sale, and then John Henry is like, "We're not officially on sale, but if you know anybody, but they are, give me a call." Yeah. Um, well, that's why the Qatar all money, the, the Qatar money's all dancing about, isn't it? Apparently, you know, whether they go Liverpool or buy into Tottenham, and you know, you've also got Man United, uh, their owners are backing off. So, yeah. 
So is that the firing of all those, is that just to make the books look better for a potential sale, do you think? Unknown. Yeah. Unknown why, but it's a terrible, terrible decision from like the perspective of right. Like those like they hired an astrophysicist from Harvard and they got a dynasty out of it. And then they were like, Yeah, actually better off going on gut and and, and who wants it more. That does seem weird from Fenway Sports Group. Like that seems weird. Mm. Yeah. Um Speaking of weird, Newcastle continue to be really good. Newcastle 1, Fulham 0, Newcastle 2.2 to Fulham 1.1. Mitro. Silly Mitro. We need the goals. (laughs) Don't kick kick the ball into your own foot on a penalty, Mitro. I felt for him. I really felt for him. That's one of them that's just so gutted. Yeah. I think Uh, 0 XG on a penalty for the first time ever. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Fulham Fulham are safe, though. They're fine. Mm, Uh, They're going to finish mid-table around Chelsea. And um, Newcastle. Be the biggest team in West London. 50, fuck off, 52% to make top four Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle by the underlying XG are third best, slightly better than Man United, plus 0.74, actually significantly better. Man United in fourth place at plus 0.40. Um, Newcastle are closer to Arsenal than they are to Manchester United on the underlying numbers. And we knew they were going to be good when they got bought, bought by, uh, you know, them what bought them. But uh, I didn't think it would be this fast. No one. I think that's also a combination of Liverpool and Chelsea being shit. But like, yeah, it helps. They're in the top four conversation, and they're not going to go away. They're only continue to get better as they invest more and more money. Indeed. Um, So terrible times. We live in terrible times. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys want to talk about the North London derby, or can we go to the quiz? Does anyone really care? I understand you not wanting to talk about Arsenal, and I totally get that. And other other than the fact that I think you do have to at some point, Oscar. Make make peace with the fact that they are in a title race at the very least. I will admit that they are in a title and race. Probably yes, ahead. and <laughs> currently the likeliest outcome is them winning. But I do think, um, and I'm mostly just quoting the double pivot here, there are reasons to think that they might drop off in the second half I of the season and that City disagree. might improve and that will maybe be enough for City to catch them. It will depend on how some things fall, like injuries and if they can continue overperforming at their hot streak. I don't disagree, but let's maybe take it from a Tottenham perspective then. Of what what is what happening with yeah, what is happening with Tottenham? Because I mean, the XG wasn't bad here for Tottenham. It was one point six to one point eight, so it wasn't like they were completely outplayed. Really, that surprises me. Actually, um, okay, yeah, because but, it, that, yeah. that just doesn't feel like it tells the story of the game, which was uh, Tottenham, who yet again during the first half just seemed like a a League One club. Like I don't think that's harsh uh, to say that they just seem to have no coherence, and it's not the first time this season. That it's every time I, yeah. I was at the match against them, they were so <laughs> shit in the first half, and that's why I knew like we were screwed because we were going to let them back you didn't into take it. Take the opportunities, yeah, exactly. But I just don't get how that can still be the thing. I mean, the key thing is for Tottenham that yes, they always fight back, and yes, late in the game they do have a lot of fitness and they go for those chances. And granted, in this one, it was a bit of a, a fluky own goal situation where Larice just yeah. Ugh. yeah, that's bad. He, he probably yeah, he's always had that in him, I guess. Yeah. Um, but like that can't just be the main identity of your club. <laughs> You know, and that's and I think at this point, and of course, no, we're not we're not Tottenham experts. We don't we don't watch all the time and watch their games. Yes, they've had injuries. You know, they've got Kulazewski and Richarlison back now, which is a huge huge bonus, um, especially after obviously the the performances Richarlison had at the World Cup. Um, that's that's going to be big for them, and it's going to give a lot more options, um, kind of coming down the stretch. But when as people who 
are effectively casual, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, observers of your team. The, the only real identity you can have is, oh, Tottenham are bad in the first half and then they'll probably do something late in the game. Mm. Just just always be better? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird, Revolutionary it? concept. <laughs> yeah. Just be good. <laughs> be Score good the goals. Just, just be good. Score the goals. Yeah. Don't concede the goals. Yeah. Probably yeah. all right. This is high-level stuff. Um, mm. But insight I, I think it is weird because Tottenham and Arsenal have done a have done a total flip because the the atmosphere around that amazing stadium they've got is real shit at the minute it is really really shit they just seem to be constantly on edge of what's going to what's going to happen here to fuck it up and that's exactly like Arsenal were a few years ago and it's it's really it's really flipped and Tottenham haven't taken advantage of the few years they had where they were they were ahead of Arsenal um fairly significantly I thought and yeah. and they just did not take advantage of any of that and they've, they've not they've not won anything they managed to keep hold of Kane but the, it, it, the, the, that um attacking trio hasn't clicked like I hoped it would just from a neutral who likes watching attacking football Mm. Of of Kulusevsky's um, son, who's dropped off a cliff, and, and Kane. Obviously, now, like you say, you've got well, Richard. Kane's still before, like goal wise and assist wise, he's he's having a great season. Kane's Kane's doing okay, yeah, absolutely. But you you know what I mean of just that. Oh well, Kane's going to assist Son, and Son's going to assist Kane. It's going to be yeah, goal, goal, yeah. goal, goal. You know, and then they got Kulusevsky, who looks amazing when he first came in, and I still think he's a very good player. I'm not I'm not saying he's not a good player. Um, I'm just saying that it's just not clicked. Obviously, injuries have have, have hampered him recently. Um, and and yeah, they've got Richarlison now, and it could it could all it could all click back in. But at the minute, there's just a nervousness about it. There's just a there's a, a lack of belief in Conte, who's obviously one of the you know one of the better managers in the game. And yet, there's a a lack of belief around him and what he's doing at the minute. Is he trying to uh, continue to impose a system that they just haven't got the players for? It's you know they're constantly doing this thing of, of first half being shit. He, he brings them in, gives them a rollicking. Doesn't really change much, I don't think. I, I don't see any huge tactical shifts in uh, half time that happens. He just seems to give them a bit of a rollicking and then go play play better football. Like you say, Chuck, play better football. And it's just uh, that that seems to be it. And it's it's not it's not much of a plan B, really, is it? And it's not mm. it's not it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. And um, I'd be I'd be upset if I was a Spurs fan just because of that that it just feels like wasted opportunity and obviously I don't uh, they're another club who I haven't heard a lot about spending wise you guys might be able to tell me different but I haven't heard any particular big transfer moves or anything that makes me makes me no. think uh, that they're gonna they're gonna blow teams away in the second half of the season they're, they've they've done terribly against the better teams in the league and that's the problem if you're not going to nick any points. Above, uh, off of the new top seven, eight clubs. I don't know who we talk about now, as in the the, the big whoever. But they're, if they're not going to take any points off of those teams, then they're going to finish fucking eighth or something. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I it's mean, like the... you have to take points off good teams occasionally, and that that just never looks like it. Never looks likely at the minute. I mean, the their xgd has them in fifth, fifth, and okay. five thirty eight has them at uh oh no sixth. Sorry, their xgd is sixth best and. Mm-hmm. 538 has them finishing seventh, most likely. Um, one measly position above absolute shit Chelsea. So, <laughs> you know. But if you don't um, if you don't take points off of teams around you, then then you mm, can't expect to finish any higher yeah, than them, you know? No, and my favorite thing about Tottenham is that in the last few years, probably since we've been recording, um, which is way too many years, now we're in our fifth year, Yeah, uh, is that the best that they were was that spell under Mourinho. 
according to their underlying <laughs> numbers, as much as oh, they wow. all were fucking miserable. That continues to be like the best that they've been in the last. Who isn't miserable under Mourinho? That's fine. Well, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Are we are we done with the soccer yet, Ian? Do you want to talk about FPL? Are you doing good? Oh this Lord, week? no! Read, I'll do me and Ian, so me and Chuck I'll week, read. So. I'll read the top ten, but Oscar's winning. Oh yeah, you can read other players who are doing well. That's fine. I'm on my triple captain, and it's not going well. But I mean, so are a lot of people, and there's still another game. So yeah, Oscar, you're like fifty odd points ahead of me, so I don't care. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mophead League top ten. Uh, in tenth, Zaha. Oh yes, well not this season. Uh, Gerald Griffith. Uh, Griffith. 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 Uh, shout out to Fira Gold as well, sadly. Gold! Gold! Um, dropping out into 11th. Sorry. Uh, bad times, but you still get a mensch. That's nice. Uh, ninth place, Wee's Wanderers, Owen Carr. Eighth place, change name, Kieran Hartnett. Uh, <laughs> what was attack. it before? What was it? Exactly. Uh, it wasn't the Mason Mounties. Yeah. Uh, Pjanic attack, Tanmay Gudakar. Vin Lee, question mark. Oh, goodness <laughs> sake, Vin Lee. Um, I'm, I'm never going to accept that that's just an emoji that I can't see. Um, in fifth, Mykar Lol, brackets Twitter, Swapnel Panday. Uh, in fourth place, Johnny Worthington, McGinn and Tonic. Lovely. Uh, third place, it's happened again, uh, Sam Danby, My Little Tony. Um, and in joint first, ooh, oh my, uh, pad full, fluffy nutkins, twelve nineteen, and uh, Toby Ackland, Rubberdinia Rapids, also twelve nineteen. So full, many wow. points. Yeah, that's so yeah, many points. All 150 ahead of me. Pricks. Oh my god. Um, in that league, if we scroll down, Oscar, you're in 36th, 11.06. Ian, you're in 40th, uh, 10.87. And I am still no click wanking, thank god, 50th, uh, 10.58. Um, appalling, given up over it this season. Thanks. Um, I'm going to close the league at some point soon. I said this last close time. Close it now, close it. Do you want me to close it? Yeah, so I, I guess we're, we're at the halfway point, right? Because 19 would have yeah. been the halfway point. Close so it, I have, it. All te- have all teams played 19 games? No, but game weeks wise, game. it is the halfway point. So. Oh, good point. Okay. Uh, how do I do it? Where do I... This is great content. This could be off air, I think. <laughs> you league i'm not logged into the account that started the league so i always thought that at least closed sorry uh winner gets uh, a mystery shirt delivered to their door quiz yay quick quiz time for quiz got a quiz it's quiz time i got a quiz yeah, I don't know if you're going to leave in me humming the beginning of the intro song too, but I hope not. Do you need a pen and paper? Yes, you do. Yes, you need a pen. Or, um, this is a this is a tr- traditional kind of trivia quiz ish. Uh, for the listener, while Chuck is grabbing a pen and paper and whatnot, um, this will be my last episode for a while. We are in that magical time of year where I get actually real life paid money to coach a Rocket League team, which you is awesome. Such a thing. <laughs> I know. Um, it's it's incredible. It's so good. But I will be off for the next like months, probably. I think the next time I can actually record with you guys is when Chuck is in America land, um, and hopefully other people. We'll see. Um, so I'm back. yay. So yeah, so I was just telling the listeners, Chuck, that this is my last episode for a while. Oh, is it? Um, yeah, because the, the Rocket League season is starting. Oh, next the real sport. Week, my, yeah, the one that I get paid for. Um, so that'll be hey, fun. You but, get paid for this. 
Well, anyway, <laughs> I've never seen that money. It's in, yeah, it's in yeah. Ian's bank account. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash miles offside pod. All of our producers, check your postage uh, soon. Uh, love, some people have been sending lovely pictures. Uh, we got some custom mop socks made. Yay! Yay! For Very nice all socks. of our um, uh, producers, um, on behalf of Andy Pempraise, he's from Sutton. Um, so, yes. The American Excellent ones, times. you will be receiving them in due time. Uh, yes. It is international uh, Bre- shipping is not the easiest Brexit. thing right now. Brexit. Yeah, something. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I figured I would send you boys off with an exceptionally self-indulgent quiz while I'm off for the next few weeks. Excellent. And so the title of this one is 10 Things I Love About Me. Okay. Uh, right. Um, this Did you preface be... this by saying this is a really good trivia quiz? <laughs> it's, it's you'll, like you'll, just wait, you'll see. <laughs> this is going to be prices right rules, so it's going to be Always. numbers to guess, and it's closest without going over, as usual. Mm. Um, and it's ten things that either I love or are about me. Um, and so we'll go from there. You guys have uh, stuff ready to write down? Yep. Stuff ready okay. to write down. Question the first including only the nine core series movies, what, what is the total runtime of Star Wars in minutes? In minutes? In minutes, yes. You can say hours and minutes if you prefer to translate it to that way. Um, I'll take that as well. I have Should that we do, written down. Uh, yeah, I'll probably have to do that. So I'll give you guys about um, 10 seconds to think on this one. Listener, you can play along as well, uh, including only the nine core series movies, not shows, not those uh, anthology movies. Yeah, yeah. What is the okay, total runtime an of Star Wars? Ian, do you have an answer? Yep. All right. Moving on to the next nerdy thing that I love. This is in the UK printed edition. How many total pages is the Harry Potter series? I have the US edition as well, listener. So if you want to guess the US edition, I will reveal that number later on in the quiz. Is there less words? Do you have less words? No, it's the, the, the book pages are different size so there's more pages in the american one um and this is the official number according to scholastic and according to i got this off the guardian for the uk yeah that's fine we're not going to dispute the answer um are we ready to go to the third question yeah gentlemen? yeah it's all just numbers right. in it it's just guesses. question the third what is the total combined box office global gross for all mcu films good lord oh my god in dollars the combined box office gross of all of the MCU, uh, including the Spider-Man movies, but not how including many, like Venom and things that aren't officially MCU. How many? Uh, so these are Marvel how Studios. How many are there movies. again? Twenty-six. Thirty films. Oh, as many as thirty. Goodness. Jesus. Yeah, we're up to thirty films. Next and final nerdy thing. Well, arguably, um, all of them are nerdy because they're Lord of the me. Rings. But yes, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. What is the word count? Of the Lord of the Rings books, how many words in total are there in the Lord of the Rings books? And just for trivia, later I'll throw in how many pages there are in the 50th anniversary illustrated edition by Alan Lee, um, because that's the best. Just like the three, the three Lord of the Rings books, yeah. Yes, yeah. Not appendices, not the Hobbit, um, just the Lord of the Rings. How many words are there in a normal book? No idea. (laughs) No idea. Just because I've never. It's a really big number. I'll tell you that. Oh, You're this, just guessing, really, yeah, at this point. Say, so yeah, yeah, right. every every question. Yep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but, you know, Quite it's fun. fun. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Okay, are we ready <laughs> to move five, on? Question five, not five words. <laughs> five words. <Okay>. Question <laughs> the fifth. Uh, one of the other things that I am exceptionally nerdy about is fighter jets and fighter planes. That's why I studied aerospace engineering for a time until I hated engineering um, and why I'm obsessed with the Top Gun movies. 
um, or maybe I'm obsessed with planes because of the Top Gun movies. Unclear. Anyway, what is the top speed of the F-22, the most advanced American plane? In miles per hour, I have it in kilometers per hour as well, listeners, uh, for those of you that are international, but I know that in the U.S. and in England, everything's in miles per hour. So what is the top speed, official speed? Obviously, it probably goes much faster than this, but that officially stated <laughs> top speed of the F-22. Okay. I don't know. Is that well fast? Well fast? <laughs> real, real fast. Yeah, very. Faster well, than Usain Bolt. Next up, the census happens in the U.S. every 10 years officially. So this is the official number as of the 2020 census. What is the population of New York City? According to the 2020 census, what is the population of New York City? Uh, and for trivia later, I'll throw in the population of Queens specifically. So listener, if you want to guess that one, that is not for a point. That one's just for the listener. All right, next up, Chelsea FC, including the top division league titles, the FA Cup, the League Cup, and the Champions League. How many trophies, major trophies, has Chelsea won? Just those four competitions. I'm not including Community Shields or other bullshit ones. (laughs) Yeah. So we have the top flight divisions. The quadruple. Yes, exactly. Correct. Um, How many trophies do Chelsea have in their storied history? Next up, and the last three are incredibly self-indulgent, so good luck guessing. Um, how many pairs of sneakers do I own? Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, and for tr- for a little added bonus, I'll throw in how many pairs of shoes I own, including boots and and what not others. Crocs. When was the last time you threw a pair of shoes away? Good question. Uh, I'm actually donating five pairs tomorrow because I ran out of room. Oh, um, look, we're not talking about but, future. How many? F- when was the last time you threw away a pair of shoes? <laughs> I uh, Usually after Christmas, I go through and, and switch out a couple for the newest pairs that I got. But I don't think I did that in 2022. So probably at some point in 2021, I gave away a few pairs of shoes. Okay, I, I try to be good about donating. You know, somebody out there, is, someone in need is getting some cheap, um, nice shoes, hopefully. Okay, I have answers. Yeah, me too. How many hours of Rocket League have I played across all accounts? Oh, oh my me. God. It's a disgusting amount of hours, I'll tell you that much. And for context to the listener, I had a year of medical leave at the start of the pandemic, and I put in a significant just, amount of those hours. Just put that in there so that people don't judge you too heavily. Yeah, well, I mean still, but, you know, pandemic All numbers accounts. are inflated. How many accounts do you have? Two, three? Uh, I have like seven accounts, but most of them have almost no hours. I have, I would say, three main accounts. <laughs> Rocket League burner accounts. Right. Well, you no, know, because like when I play with my nephews, they're yes. not going to want to play at like the craziest difficulty. Uh, some, someone at your level, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, when you were playing with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah back <laughs> in the day. I mm-hmm. wish you would come back. It would be so much fun. Anyway, oh, no, um, how many hours do I have? And I will convert that to days as well for the listener. Um, <laughs> and, and it is it's just an appalling number. Um, although for gamers, they'll be like, really, that's it, you baby. I'm really, um, I'm really beginning to think I've gone too low and yeah, even me too. I've gone a ridiculous number. Me too. So. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, and finally, last but not least, how many days have I been alive? As of the time of recording, Ian. <laughs> no, we don't want to date <laughs> Listener, it. not when this came out. So, um, how many days have I been alive? I have that as well in hours and in Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Oh my god! Uh, I the don't. number of times I could have watched all nine Star Wars movies if I could uh, time travel, and they had been already made when I was born. Okay. Uh, let's start going through these answers. Then the first question, and again, this is closest without going over. The total runtime of Star Wars in minutes is one thousand two hundred and thirty-nine minutes. 
Oh, okay. So what's that in hours? 20 hours, 39 minutes. Oh, I put 21 hours. Oh, oh that's going over. Oh, Ian, did you say less than 20 hours, 39? I put 1,000 minutes. There you go. Point to Ian. Point to me. Uh, second question. The page count in the UK editions of Harry Potter is 3,407 oh. pages. Oh, my. I'm way under. I said, Ian, two- how much have you said? I said 3,000 pages. Oh, wow. Yeah, Ian gets a point. Nice. Two to Ian. And listeners I, in the US, it was 4,167 in the paperback Scholastic Original Edition. Need, need big words. How big, big, words. Your, how big is your font? <laughs> big words. I think it's smaller physical books, not bigger phys- bigger font, but I don't know. Um, so 600 extra pages in the US. The total combined box office gross of oh, the 30 no MCU films so far. Uh, let's go with the guesses first. Ian, what did you say here? I've put $15 billion. All right, and Chuck? See, see, now I'm worried that I've gone over, in which case Ian gets the point. I've put $32 billion. Oh, Chuck, you were much, much, much closer. It is $28.3 oh, billion. Mate. That's, that's, that's tough. Uh, but it is, that is equivalent to $940 million per movie. Jeez. Mm. Incredible. Although, like, obviously, um, Avengers ones are doing a lot of the heavy lifting there. Yeah. This is like Thor 2. Thor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, or Thor the 4th, which was absolute cr- trash. I'm still mad about it. I'm still mad about it. It's okay. Thor 4 the 4th Thor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the words... You're still sore about it. <laughs> in the Lord of the Rings. I was going to say, Ian, give, him, give him more for that. That was underrated. <laughs> just, just moving on there. Um, three for Ian so far, but how many words are there in the UK? Chuck. Uh, uh, I don't in know. Lord of the Rings. In Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Sorry. Put, how many words I, I are have, there in the UK? I have no context for how many words there are in a book. So I just put 600,000. Oh, that's close to what I put. I put 500,000. Oh, Ian again with the bidding low. It's 576,459. Oh, but Chuck was nearer again. I know. Chuck, you just got to take off like 20% of your guesses, man. I do. That's tough. That's tough. Um, or 1,177 pages in the. Uh, you the 50th anniversary illustrated Alan Lee edition. It's looking like Ian's going to win this one, but we'll finish out all 10 anyway. Uh, what is the top speed of the F-22, Ian? Uh, miles per hour, 2,500. Chuck. Oh, I well, I, I first put 2,000, then crossed it out, and then wrote Mach 2, and then wrote 1,460 miles per hour. Fucking hell, Chuck. That's off by only 40 miles an hour. It is 1,500. Wow. Um, which oh, I I'm crossed out 1,500 as well. Wow. Well wow. played. I'm actually going to give, Ian, if it's okay with you, I'm going to give Chuck two for that one because it's no, so close. No, just give me one point. I would be <laughs> okay, so angry right, if, right. You, if the other way around. Yeah. I held this up to a camera that we're not using to show you guys. <laughs> Brilliant. There we go. So you know. um, incredible guess, Chuck. Yeah, really, really, you've guess. been very close on all of these, actually. Well, Mac, Mac is like 732, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's Mach 2 and a Sound. bit. Um, the population fast. of New York City as of 2022, the city proper. Ian, what did you say? Uh, 7.5 million. Oh. And Chuck? 10 million. Uh, that one goes to Ian as well. The official win, I believe, at this point. 8.8 million. Um, 8.8. Or 8,804,190. I can still tie. I can still tie if I get okay, them all okay. right. Yeah. Um, 2.271 million in Queens by themselves. Uh, next up, number of Chelsea trophies. This one's much, much more guessable, I think. Uh, Chuck, what did you say for the number of Chelsea trophies? 24. Oh, okay. I put 25. Oh, neither of you gets the point. It's 21. Uh, 21. Six top division titles, eight uh, Ian FA wins. Cups, five <laughs> League Cups, and two Champions League. Ian wins. Let's get to the incredibly self-indulgent ones. And listener, I'm curious to 
Yeah, um, tweet in what you may have guessed or on this nothing. one. Oh, dust. Um, yeah, sorry, Ian. Ian, you can play your song at the end of it. Um, sneakers, Ian. How many sneakers pairs of sneakers do you think I own? Oh, I've gone twenty-two. Okay, Ridiculous. And... I put sixty-five. Oh, okay. And I feel <laughs> oh like God. I've gone low. <laughs> <laughs> sixty-five is is too much. Um, I, mean, I probably have owned sixty-five pairs of sneakers, but again, I try to donate when I get in new ones. So I'm currently at thirty-three pairs. Ridiculous. 33 pairs, 44 with various other shoes. Uh, <laughs> I'm so curious to hear this one. How many hours of Rocket League have I played, Ian? 3,000 hours. Okay. Chuck? I put, I put 2,800 hours. Oh, we're so close. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I, yeah. Um, I might have oversold the amount. It's 1,638. Okay. Pathetic. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a rookie, it's rookie not, numbers. It's nothing. It's nothing. Uh, that works out to 68.3 days of my life. And when you say days, is that uh, you divide 24 by twenty four hours? hours? So like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no sleep, <laughs> no sleep, <laughs> no yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 literal, literal days. Yeah. Or almost two months, over two months of yeah, my well, life I've yeah, spent playing Rocket League. Allow yourself some time to sleep, and that you're looking at yeah, four or five months of your life. Yeah, that's the pandemic for you. Yeah. Um, and the number of days I've been alive, Chuck. Twelve thousand four hundred. Oh, I put twelve thousand. Oh, that one goes to Chuck. It's 12,672 at the time of recording. That is equivalent to 304,128 hours or 14,728 <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> okay. There well, we go. Uh, you had to have your life in such quantifiable terms like that. It's quite it's amazing. Nice. Yeah. It's quite well, you nice, need to have actually. it ready to go. You never know what the document's going to ask for yes. uh, to you when you have to fill out your, your age. Um well, that's it. Um, I just found out a few minutes ago that we're not going to see Oscar for however long. So uh, <laughs> there we are. Uh, fixtures coming up. Uh, game week. Well, I mean, we've got some in the midweek, haven't we? But no one really cares. Who cares? All is dust. Everything is nothing. Um, Saturday, the 21st of January starts game week 21. Liverpool, Chelsea in the early slot. Um, traditionally, mm. the shit team wins the early slot. So flip a coin. Um, <laughs> then we have Bournemouth versus Nottingham Forest. Leicester, Brighton, Southampton, Villa, West Ham, Everton and then Palace and Newcastle. Sunday 22nd, Leeds, Brentford, City Wolves, Arsenal and United, and then Fulham, Spurs rounds off the week on Monday the 23rd of January. Uh, it's been good to be back in the new year. First time the three of us have recorded, I believe, since Christmas. Yes, we are half jobs. Um, so thank you very much, Oscar. I guess maybe we'll see you slash speak to you slash whatever. I don't know. The Again. next time I'm available to record is when you are in America, Chuck. Oh, well, there we go then. And Ian's going to be there as well, so it'll be a lovely um, all three of us crowded around the mic kind of deal. Audio quality super high. Um, say goodbye for a while, Oscar Puente. Love you guys. Be well. Have a good spring. And say goodbye, Ian the Shitter Simpson. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye, ba- bye, Bailey the dog in the background. And thanks, as ever, to all of our wonderful producers, Nate, Mark, Tom, Andy, Jeff, and Sam. Uh, bye. <laughs>